0: right i'm not <laughs> pretty spaced. funny but
1: hey i'm at a minute and 35 seconds so we're already doing better than last time <laughs> yeah because um yeah <laughs> all right uh, who thought the filmmaker would be the 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 faulty one here i'm glad to say it wasn't me yeah um i li- mean a little bit you've seen part of my track record i guess with the way interviews have gone in the past why does it shut off I think my SD the last SD card that I had was full. Oh, so that's a that's a rookie move. Format your media before you uh, start recording onto it. Right? Pro tip. Not a pro tip. It's a beginner tip that I didn't follow. <laughs> <laughs> what we're trying to do here if uh, Nick can get his stuff together
0: is we're trying to record episode one of a podcast between. Nick Tillman and Chris Prenn uh, hoping to outline our journey as hunter and photographer in this crazy world of hunting and photographing hunts and everything that comes along with that. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can do with that. Man, we had some really good stuff on that first one before you screwed
1: up. Yeah, we were talking about... Baby names, baby names, and like hockey stuff, which doesn't really interest me. Hockey,
0: but yeah. Or well, like my like the drink, the the pink
1: slipper, <laughs> pink Whitney, pink Whitney, pink slipper. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's not even a name. Well, you know. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: so yeah, well, yeah. Nick, lay it out. What do you? What's your? What's your uh, skill set that you bring into this?
1: Yeah, to this um, whole thing. I guess my my background is in filmmaking specifically. I guess content creation, but where I try and hone in on and and make my specialty is is filmmaking, a little bit of photography, trying to maybe uh, develop my writing skills a little bit mm. and podcasting skills too. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a rocky road so far here, but I think I think we'll get it. <laughs> I think we'll get there. <laughs> and what about you what's your what's your uh specialty i don't know if it's a specialty dynamic duo um
0: yeah i my contribution to the dynamic duo is um, uh, my interest in backcountry hunting and everything that comes along with that um, so uh, yeah i guess together we should be able to with your, ability to capture a good story and my ability to screw up enough times on one hunting trip to make a good story we should be able to uh <laughs> entertain some people and teach some people some things and learn some stuff and
1: yeah it's not it's not screwing up it's just added conflict it adds dynamicism to the uh, to the to the story is that a word uh I Dina- dynamicism dynamicism dynamics Dynamics. We go with that. Yeah, I'm just learning, learning things, learning what doesn't yeah. work. In, in my eyes, I, you're, you're, you're definitely a specialized hunter. Like you're, I think you're good at what you do in that regard. I like to do it. Yeah. Which is half. That's you you got a lot of passion, and that's that counts for something. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly passion.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So I guess, uh, <laughs> I just want to bring this up cause it's amazingly funny, but our first hunt together, yeah, where you were, that was your first hunt that you had filmed and yeah. it was our first hunt being filmed full time, constantly the whole time. Right. Um, and talking of adding dynamics, did you add any dynamics in particular to that hunt from a filmmaker on <laughs> a hunt
1: perspective? did I add any dynamics are you talking about when i screamed really loud yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was i'm i'm not like completely out of the loop with like like i've hunted before that um but in the moment i was uh completely overcome <laughs> with with emotion <laughs> and uh all all strategy and tact left my mind i had should I, should I just tell the full story of what happened there? Yeah, I think I can set the stage in that um, okay, yeah. myself and Devin
0: and Taylor, who will 100% be on the podcast at some point to talk about other such things, waded across a river in our underpants in October and there was snow on the ground to get to a mountain goat and you decided to cross over a log instead of getting wet and I guess you could take it from there.
1: Yeah, well but the previous day we were anticipating having to to cross that river. So we I don't know, we probably spent like an hour, maybe an hour and a half, probably an hour trying to get that big log moving, device. this massive log down the down the this like rock slide and then somehow I don't even know how we got that propped up on the other side cuz it it was quite long. I don't think we, didn't we put that wincher the put river that log, into there, did we? Yeah, we did. Did we? We rolled it. Because remember, I, I, I smashed my finger. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, Devin was going to administer Doing the first it.
1: aid. I was like, I'm yeah. not having
0: this. I went and laid
1: down my tent <laughs> I messed up my finger for the log. So maybe that's why I wanted to, to use it. I It was so... Yeah, so we had set that log up being like, oh, we can use this for a bridge. But then I guess everyone decided that it was way too sketchy. Because we had set it up on two boulders that were like higher than the river. So I think if you would have fallen, it would have been at least a six foot fall before you reached the surface of the water, and there were like just uneven rocks below that. So you would have yeah maybe twisted an ankle, and you would have fallen into the water and got all wet. And I, I don't know. I so we, what it was like first thing in the morning that yeah, we it were was early. Like we putting in the chase. I've just rubbed the sleep out of my eyes. And I did not want to have any part of hopping into a freezing cold river in my socks uh, first thing in the morning. So I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to risk it for the biscuit and try and just cross this bridge. And the the stakes were high for that because (laughs) I had my camera, all my camera gear on me um, and trying to avoid a twisted ankle or something potentially worse. And getting wet, because that that was the whole point, to not get wet. So getting across this this sketchy log, which had gotten, it was like wet and slippery because of it being over the water, um, getting splashed on. Uh, Oh, and like first thing in the morning. I think it was frosty actually, not slippery. Um, But yeah, so I got over to the other side, and I was so fired up. I just like screamed at the top of my lungs because I was so happy with oh my, my accomplishment God, I remember. of not, <laughs> not falling in and then instantly after I was like oh, okay yeah we're hunting I shouldn't have done that I was very foolish <laughs> we're um, all sitting there
0: soaking wet on this muddy riverbank yeah, trying to dry off their, our their socks boots and our, on. Le- our, our feet and our legs with our socks and we just hear "Woo!" And all all three of our heads just snap around like,
1: what on earth
0: is that guy doing?
1: Like, yeah, that was bad. I and and the whole way up, I don't know. Before I don't know if I want to like, I don't care about spoiling it. That film was released a long time ago. But the whole way up before getting the shooting opportunity, I was just like in the back of my head is like, if I blew this, I'm not gonna forgive myself. <laughs> if Uh, if that goat is gone because i screamed as loud as i can it's gonna be the worst thing ever it's gonna be a long walk home and maybe i won't get a ride home
0: (laughs) oh man
1: that is too funny if anyone anyone that's interested we're talking about uh yeah the
0: first film that nick and i did together it's called far gone valley and you can find it on
1: youtube and on youtube far gone media yeah. That's uh, there Nick, you go. Nick Nick I'd like at one point I'd like to I think it'd be cool if we had everyone on the trip on one of these to do like a breakdown.
0: I think that'd be okay. I think that'd be really good.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's it'd be something, I think. Worth exploring.
0: Yeah. Um we've also got that other one. In the works. Well, you've got yep. that other one in the works. What's the kind of we've got a status update?
1: Uh have a road map in my head okay what does <laughs> does that <mean>? not much? <laughs> i've i've cut all the interviews yeah uh, Which would dynamite. i was some...
0: on fire that day
1: oh yeah. yeah yeah there's some good bits in there i pulled out some audio that i really like it's just a matter of finding a story and this one's going to be a little bit tougher um just looking at the content that i have mm-hmm. i think it's going to be close to around Closer to five minutes. A lot shorter than the last one.
0: How long was Far
1: Gone Valley? Um, 17 minutes. Everyone that I spoke to said that it ended too soon. Really? They're like, that needs to be longer. That's that's great to hear. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I it seems like ideal length is 10 minutes. Or yeah, yeah. I, just I, under. F- what I know now, yeah. For content that's consumable and... Just most festivals um, that are outdoors or hunting related don't take submissions longer than ten minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: It's
1: kind of annoying, but at the same time, it makes sense because, like, if you're gonna show like an audience of people, uh, like a physical, a captive audience, if you're gonna take up that much of their time, it better be like a really special yeah. film. I guess you better have
0: recreated the Titanic.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: it better be good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Um,
0: I mean, there's not many, like, feature-length films hunting. Only ones I can think of are, uh, like, Donnie Vincent stuff.
1: Are they... And to be honest... Like, documentary films? I, they're, I've never seen one. I just know they're long before. Okay. Can you think of any hunting movies? Like, like cinematic, like, like, like fictional or based in reality movies? Like other... I guess it probably wouldn't. It probably it's usually just aspects of movies, not a full yeah film. That's just about one hunt. Yeah, no, I don't think that would be.
0: Oh, hang on, oh, hang on. maybe something. No, uh, too. uh, uh yeah, I've never seen this one either. But didn't um Steve and come out with a film?
1: What? Yeah. Like a like a like a story based film. I. Don't know. I think
0: it's like documentary style, like okay. why hunting's important to us kind of thing. It's called, um, yeah. something about the stars. I'd be interested in watching. That. I'd be interested in watching it too. I just never have, um, I don't know why, but like, I won't pay like $3 online to watch a film, but I'll spend like $30 on beer. It's kind of yeah. backwards and twisted. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, that's homework between now and next podcast is to go and watch Either Donnie Vincent Steve or Steve Ranella.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. I can do it, that. I would think it would be on Netflix because Meteor is no. on Netflix. Not it's a special deal. Here. I wonder I'll have to check. I have like four streaming services, so I hope it's on one of them. I just canceled a whole bunch. I'm gonna look it up. Give me a second. Really? Here. Um I I'm the beneficiary ben beneficiary of a lot of streaming service logins. My family has Netflix and Disney Plus. Uh-huh. And I pay for Amazon Prime and I pay half for half of Crave. I split that one with my roommate. So, got a lot of options going, which is good. All uh, right, it's on Vimeo. Watch. Oh. It's, it's called Stars in the Sky A Hunting Story
0: Online. Um, oh, zero. Okay, so it's an hour, an hour long. Hmm. It's on Vimeo. So, I don't know if it's a freebie to watch or if it's a.
1: I doubt it, hey. Vimeo' is generally free, I, thought, I don't know I there's some paid content on there, anyway. anyways we'll we'll watch it and then report back, yeah, we'll next follow up. episode um, and let everyone know if it's good or not
0: yeah, yeah,
1: so uh in the
0: spirit of introductions and first first podcast, yeah, like how did we um I'd be more interested to let you run with this one because you were on the receiving end of the whole thing, but I'd love to outline how we connected and how our flourishing friendship has grown over the yeah
1: two and a, two years that we've i actually this might take a little while so you might have to riff but i want to pull up our first interaction because that'll be on my instagram i'm sure hey oh shit don't do oh can we swear have we decide if we're swearing or not <laughs> it's fine just like just do the, be F, yourself, do the s think. words in,
0: in passionate moments um yeah don't pull that up. I don't think that's a. Why not? I mean, like. <laughs> okay, I'll no, just I mean, talk you about can it. Do it.
1: I mean, I sent it, so like. Yeah, you did. Like, no, no point. I, I'm just curious to look at it because it was. Okay, okay, that didn't take too long. What? So, <laughs> I found it. July 3rd, 2018. Oh, I gotta find it. No, you're gonna. You just do it. We're coming up on our uh, two year friend anniversary. Friend of too soon. Are you gonna yeah. get me something? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, we'll see. all right. Um, Go on. So basically, I had done this Instagram takeover for this tourism uh, Instagram page, um, and basically just spent a whole week taking off work to make videos for free, which I don't recommend. Um, but I, I really wanted to make something sweet, and apparently that got through because I got this random message. From this this hunter saying, "Hey bro, saw your story on Fraser Valley page. Looks like you, sorry, I'm really bad at reading. Looks like you do some cool stuff with film and adventure. This September we have a seven day goat hunt. It's going to be high high mountain and grizzly bears, all the fun stuff. We are looking we are looking to have it filmed and edited into a short film. Any interest in such adventure? Oh, and you mentioned okay." If you need some inspiration, check out Donnie Vincent videos.
0: Huh. Look at. That. I was already <laughs> or yeah.
1: one new one called Towing the Line. That's funny. So I don't know, I don't know if the sales pitch was like I like if I would have sent it, I don't know if I would have mentioned grizzly bears.
0: <laughs> yeah, I but, don't know why I'm bringing that up.
1: Yeah, I think you just wanted to make it sound really wild, which I think did appeal to me. I think so. But so that at that point I I I think I was finding my niche as a as a filmmaker and photographer. I knew that I liked outdoor filmmaking um, and adventures. Um, I I've always well I don't know I I've I moved to BC like three years ago something like that um, because I like being in the mountains I like hiking getting up to adventurous stuff um, and I I had. like, always thought it would be cool to film a hunt, but I just never, I never knew anyone doing anything, like, cool in that realm that I wanted to film, or saw an opportunity to, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, when you reached out, you and Devin reached out, I guess, and, yeah, I was, I was really interested, even though it felt like a huge undertaking, but, yeah, and then, and then we eventually ended up meeting at, uh town hall was it town hall or was it browns Whatever. no, we, tr- no I remember we tried to go
0: to browns that closed <laughs> on monday yeah. so we ended up scooting over there yeah yeah
1: and and you gave me the full sales pitch you thought it was a sales pitch oh i don't know not really i mean i guess it was in a
0: way <laughs> um yeah like we were trying to get you on board man am i like a slimy salesman guy
1: no not at all i could be a little it was bit. Like, I, I think know. you're 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 like a natural salesman for sure. I've like you're I think you're a good networker. One of my like really good friends you know what he'd be fun to have on this podcast
0: too. Mm-hmm. Ross Polanski calling you out. Um <laughs> he once described me as uh, like if I start talking about something it's not gonna take long before I've got you excited about it. Right. Like if I'm talking about something that I'm excited about, it's not gonna take long before the listener is also excited about it. Yeah which I guess that's kind of cool.
1: I think that's cool. accurate. I think that's accurate. Yeah.
0: So when you showed up to Browns like what were you thinking like I'm not doing this or I or I am doing this. I just hope they're not like creepy playing ukuleles and like they've got all their teeth. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. I think I was like really unsure. I was like, well, just I I got to meet these guys first and and see what they're all about. Yeah. Um man, it's hard to think back to that long ago. But I went, yeah, to, I I went into I, that
0: meeting with a, a notebook I remember that and I had a bunch of yeah. stuff written down and I just stumbled across that again the other day it was pretty funny
1: yeah <laughs> what, what did you have written down on there oh. what was your what was your what see. were your sales tactics let
0: me just see if I I don't think it was sales tactics I think it was just um, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah okay so um, no that's not it is it no, this isn't it I had uh, it was just stuff like what we should all expect out of the trip, things like that. Um, right. wasn't too too crazy, I don't think. Mhm. I'm not going to be able to find it, but that's okay. No, I can find everything else. But
1: never mind, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it was like an interesting dynamic to, to sort out I think because I think we came out of that meeting with the the idea of this is like we're we're working together to make this mm-hmm. it's it's not like a you're a client and you're gonna pay me to make this and it's not like a I don't know yeah it was it was kind of like we' we're, we're both interested in, in making this uh, this type of content um Mm -hmm. so let's let's see what we can make happen basically that was definitely
0: a point that was on my list was uh to not have yeah employing you as such like come and work come and do this thing for us it was definitely like will you join the
1: team and i think i think the spirit of that i think it helped it yeah um, a, I th- yeah. and yeah, but it was it was actually really interesting for me. I think I wasn't completely sold after that meeting because I began to understand how difficult the the undertaking would be of a trip like that. And approaching, I, I think, um, many times approaching the date of the trip, I had like these moments where I'd be like. Could I, could I justify, like, cancelling? Just because I was so nervous. Like, I found it hard to, like, interact with people and sleep <laughs> and just, like, exist, like, the week before that trip because I was so nervous about... Were you really? <laughs> like, just, like, the undertaking of it, spending a week in the backcountry disconnected and... Trying to like trying to survive and trying to make a film on top of that, and now and, it's just like nothing to you. It's not nothing, but it's it's achievable. I think. Yeah. Once once you do something like that, once you sort of you get your bearings and you understand that you can be self sufficient, yeah, it gives you a lot more confidence to focus on <coughs> other things like the the storytelling aspects of it, mm-hmm. which I think is important. But yeah, I up until that point, I think I had only done like my 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 biggest expedition was two nights on a hiking trip, mm-hmm. and that, that was like a fairly easy hiking trip too. So it was yeah, it was it was definitely it felt pretty daunting. Well, you crushed it, like crushed it. Even I
0: was even today. <laughs> I was getting, I was hearing. Man, that film. I was hearing that from a friend of mine oh really yeah that's awesome yeah my buddy eric the irishman oh that guy's funny man he is super funny
1: is he the guy that's in our group chat about bear hunting
0: yeah yeah Yeah. awesome (laughs) we're talking about that too he liked how that he liked how uh him uh sean him and myself had talked about bear hunting pretty pretty crazily for like a good hour there and you chimed in an hour late and said, whoa, I missed something. He liked how you just sort <laughs> yeah. of like came in and got swamped by this.
1: Oh, well, I was, my phone was getting lit up. What, what was I doing? That was yesterday, right? Yeah. I don't know what I was doing, but then I, I opened up, I think I had like 38 notifications on WhatsApp that was probably us. like, okay hey, looks like we're all going bear hunting yeah you had 38 <laughs> opportunities to say no but i guess now you're in well yeah i wasn't i was away from my phone so <laughs> not real opportunities but
0: no that should be a good trip though if the, if that'll be late yeah that'll be a late like sort of as late in the bear season as we can get yeah and yeah if like the the four of us can get up there and mm-hmm. especially if you're interested in taking down a bear
1: yeah, maybe. I think I'm not gonna go all out with with like getting like actually hunting myself this year because that'll really take away from content creating ability. Yeah. Um, in a season where I need to make even more than the last two seasons. Right. Um, I. But I don't. A, a one grave, thing I have great. When grave, opportunity. A, 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 um presents itself you're gonna take my rifle right probably (laughs) but what like one thing i don't like i have a ton of admiration for is um like the solo hunter guys who go and and they're just by themselves they set up a camera get all these shots of themselves hunting and like a lot of it's gopro stuff i guess just out of practicality but being aware of of filming and telling a story and hunting, like those are two completely separate things. Mm-hmm. And like they, they don't lend it, themselves to each other. And they like neither makes the other one easier. It makes both of bo- both my a hard lot harder. About, yeah. And so, yeah, up until this point, all I focused on is telling the story and filmmaking because that's a really different focus. 100%. It's a different focus and a completely different headspace. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think... The... The sort of... F- like, primarily filmmaker, primarily hunter combo... Has has worked well for us, thus far. Yeah. Um, and both coming from those different backgrounds. Yeah, we both have our, our roles and... Yeah. I know for
0: me, learning to accommodate you on the hunting trips. Didn't take some getting used to, but it was, it was definitely something I had to be aware mostly, of. Mostly means
1: carrying my gear. Oh no, pistol. not even that. That's just, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, that's just. that's just you being a good guy. That's guess, just me hey? being a good guy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm also
0: like uh, enabling you to get shots that you might want and get content. Whereas yeah. if I was hunting by not- myself, it would just be like, all right, that's what I'm doing, you know, but now I've got to w- wait and let you catch a few right. things. And if you tell me to stop because you're in, I'm in a cool spot or if, you know, something is catching your eye, you know, I've got, to, we've got to play the, yeah
1: play the model oh, yeah, part. I, I feel like you've worked well with that. Some people is like, that feels very, very unnatural. Oh, it feels unnatural. I'm... I want to vomit and punch myself every time it <laughs> happens. But. Yeah, but I think, you have an understanding for storytelling that like enables you to, to at least go along with that. Right. And especially where that comes in is when I asked you, Hey, Chris, what just happened right after you missed a, an opportunity at shooting a deer, Oh yeah. you don't just like scream at me or something. <laughs> yeah. you Like <laughs> are, are able to still articulate yourself on camera and, and wear your disappointment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think I know what sequence you're probably talking about. Did you get <laughs> Did
0: you get content out of that? How much did you get?
1: Oh yeah, totally. Jeez, I, I, there's some shots that I really like in those uh, in those stocks. If your um, uh, if your storyline is anything from what like you've sort of told us, um,
0: I think it's going to work out really good.
1: Yeah, that's still I still haven't like put the pieces together, but there's yeah. there's the roadmap for it and i'm really excited about it so yeah i i hope it comes together as a, a good film we'll see
0: if nothing else it will just
1: be good uh <sighs> it'd be good to look back on yeah yeah definitely i'm i'm really happy with the visuals from it it's just a matter of whether the story comes together or not yeah well that was pretty country up there if nothing you got to make a uh you got to print off all your stills into a calendar yeah yeah. Well, I was thinking so you know how I did that book for yeah. my Hawaii trip a while back I yeah. think I might have enough photos to make one for the sheep hunt eventually that'd be cool I have like two more on the back burner right now that I want to make so it might have to come after that um, or maybe I'll just do a, an upcoming hunt But this is sort of jumping a little bit here but you mentioned
0: sheep hunt uh, the today yeah. the limited entry hunting applications were released Nice. So for like all those yeah, all those special tags that are not over the counter hunts that got released yeah. today, so you have a hunter license hunting
1: number now so you can apply for those. I I'm torn. I like yeah, on one hand it would be sweet to like draw something. Yeah. But on the other hand I don't even want to put in because I don't want it's so I'm so weird. Every, every, like, if I'm hunting, I don't have the opportunity to make, like, a killer video, you know? Right. And that's my priority. Okay. Even though I love, I think I get more satisfaction out of the the storytelling. But I'm definitely going to, I'm going to carry a goat tag on the, on the goat hunt, assuming that plan happens. Yeah, I couldn't imagine it.
0: Well, I mean, if the COVID stuff doesn't screw everything up, it should go go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to apply for, as I always do, apply for every tag, not every yeah, tag, but every species. Sense. That's a, you can do. Um, you can apply one tag per species, one entry per species, um, and I will sort of strategically try not to book anything for that. For that week, because, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that trip, too.
1: That's their buddy Garrett. That's
0: going to be a sweet little goat hunt.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about that. The the area looks beautiful. Yeah. And then the rest is really, like, up to what happens as far as a story goes. But if you're already in a beautiful location, that
0: that's helpful. I think um you've seen it, but Garrett made himself a super cool little uh selfie filmed gopro video but that, yeah it's available i really like that and like just it's, like the story is awesome. literally hike up kill a goat hike down but it's i think he did a really good job like it's re- it's really cool i like watching it. i've watched it a couple times especially now that we're going there i've watched it even more
1: yeah it's really he he it's really well documented like as far as the process goes like he's not missing pieces of like that you would sort of need to like set up the locate. Well, not obviously he's not telling anyone where it is, but just like set up the story. Yeah. He's not missing any pieces. Like it's well documented. And I think that's one of the, the reasons why hunting filmmaking appeals to me is because (laughs) there's usually a story there. Like generally the, this kind of hunt, there's a lot of adversity, whether it's just like, like hiking up a mountain, which is tough in itself, and then trying to, to stalk and, and kill an animal and get it back down, like there's, there's so much adversity there, and that's mm-hmm. a, a big part of what makes a good story. Right. Yeah. So hunting generally has a has good story baked into it, so it makes it it gives it an easy direction from a, a filmmaking storytelling standpoint, right. which is cool. And you're going to
0: carry a goat tag, which is going to be the coolest thing. Yeah, Garrett so, wants to hunt deer. So, hey, eh? I told you that already. What? Garrett wants to go up
1: there and hunt the deer up there. Right. That'll make it interesting. Um. It'll it'll be either a very dynamic or fragmented story. So yeah, it'll be interesting to try and. Uh, well, you know we can run a GoPro, so we strap a GoPro to him
0: and. Yeah. i think that's the move honestly
1: yeah or whatever camera he had last time
0: yeah maybe he did have a camera i'm not too
1: sure it was just a gopro and then we're gonna get you trained up on a camera so then when the time comes for me to shoot a goat i switch you my camera for your rifle and you film me shooting yeah we can do that i picked up a camera
0: to, to well i borrowed a camera today from my uh from my yeah. mother-in-law actually she's a ph- photographer and she's lent me a canon
1: to... 70d is that what you said yeah,
0: yeah. 70
1: D? Nice. 70 70? i think 70d i don't think there's a 7D. there might be i think it's seven but it might be 70 i don't know
0: anyway got this thing so i like took it out today for like a little play um, took some photos and I just like completely exploded overexposure. Like <laughs> the whole image, Is, uh, it, does it go black when it's overexposed? No, that's underexposed. No, 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 not. It was like when something's so bright, like parts of the screen are like just black. Really? Yeah. Like she was showing me, she gave giving me a little rundown, like we were taking pictures like just in her kitchen, like with the sun coming in. And like so That's of... not
1: how I know canons to behave. Like usually usually if you're looking at a um, a camera screen and the image is blown out, which means overexposed, whatever is overexposed is just pure white. Yeah. I on my camera I have a setting where it'll put this it's called a zebra over it. Okay. Um and it it's basically like these these diagonal black lines that show you areas that are clipping, which means they're overexposed and you're losing data. Okay, that's exactly um, what it is. That's, like, that's exactly how she explained really? it, but it's not
0: a zebra. It's like, you see the picture at first and it's all white, but then it like, maybe she pushes the info button and it has black. Okay.
1: Okay. Exactly yeah. the same as what you described, but not zebra. She's, she sounds more pro than me. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I have no idea, so I'm like totally smart. <laughs> anyway, okay. I took these pictures... And they just went totally like, yeah, um, even so you got to figure out the buttons. Yeah. So like, I was like, do. okay, this thing's
0: <laughs> overexposed. It wasn't a dark photo.
1: It was a bright yeah. photo. Okay. Well, the, I, you're, you're on the way. Like, yeah. And you I know, couldn't work out the You know buttons. what overexposure is. So mm-hmm. that's a good start.
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. How long, like realistically, like, give me like a,
1: how often do I need to play with this thing. What do I need to be doing? What to figure it out? Yeah. Well, the more the better. I don't know. Um, you you got to get the basics of of like photography and filmmaking theory down. I don't think this thing does video. Does this thing do video? It would. It would. I'm sh- quite sure. Right. Okay. Um, but you just basically have to understand shutter speed, ISO, and aperture. Right at a very basic level, and then understand how to control them and what changing each of them does. Right, the and uh, then exposure like, triangle, right? Then you're on your way. Yeah. I did some Googling, some quick Googling.
0: Yeah. There's so many buttons on this thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you gotta figure it out, but I am confident that you will.
0: Yeah. You're I'll, a pretty
1: smart guy. So. I'll work it out.
0: Um, well, if yeah. I'm gonna be practicing like that with a camera, you should be practicing like that behind the rifle.
1: Yeah, well, I already made that what three hundred and seventy yard shot. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. So I feel pretty. I feel pretty confident. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I yeah, shouldn't. Did you take That's any others? That's the first time I've pre- shot that far.
0: Yeah, it was pretty. We had a good day shooting today, man. I was really fired up. Um, we couldn't yeah. get up to that spot that you and I were shooting. We could get up there, but we couldn't see fifty feet in front of us for the fog.
1: Oh yeah. So we okay. came down to some
0: lower elevation just found a and um. Spot. Nice just uh basically just found a spot where we knew it was safe to shoot and we just started glassing up rocks and other people's trash that have been left behind um and just glassing it ranging it and making long longer shots still like in the terms of yeah in the scheme of long range definitely like shorter shots but for the average hunter so we're shooting about 350 380 yards today and
1: yeah What's your goal? What's your goal of uh, this like yardage to be competent at? If I could, I mean like. I'm going to treat it the same way I treat archery
0: in that I have my comfort zone and then I have my, I want to be able to make that shot if like I have to, like in the event of yeah, I've made a wounded and I've wounded an animal or I've hit something and it's still going and it's at X yards. I still want to be able to like. Yep.
1: Like, you know, with some confidence, have another crack at it. Yeah. Um, and that's so probably part of that process too, is not just getting good, is but understanding where you're good and where you're confident, hey? <coughs> yeah,
0: that's what I'd like. So like with my bow, I practice all the way up to 70 yards. But I would never shoot like an animal, like cold bore shot from 70 yards. I would want to be inside 50. Yeah. Probably even 40. And then like I like I like the idea of having a 70 pin in case I hit hit the buck and it runs a little bit and then I range against it 70 and I can send another one. Um, and I guess like very similar with the rifle. If I could, I think I would like to have 500 dialed. Yeah. I would really like to tall. have fi- like if I can hit 500 every time without fail, 500, 500. If I can do that, I'd be really happy. But I yeah. wouldn't be opposed to practicing out to 700. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. But like I might be dreaming. I might be totally dreaming. Today yeah. we will shooting. There's a big difference between 400 and 500 to 700.
1: So, yeah. What do you think realistically is a good uh, distance to be proficient at for goat hunting specifically? Oh, based man, on like... what we were, I guess. Yeah, like that's
0: how long's a Last piece of time. string, like people people kill goats with recurves, so they're like inside twenty, and then right. people shoot goats from. uh A friend of mine shot one
1: recently at like eight something, so. Wow, is that a saying? How long's a piece of string? Yeah. Yeah, like when you, you ask like so, like a question, like kind like, of a like, dumb question. Yeah, kind of. I didn't want
0: to say that, but you ask a dumb <laughs> question like how long's a piece of yeah. string? You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I don't know, and that's not to say that I want to shoot something at five hundred yards. That's just to say, like, I want to have that skill set. Yeah. Obviously, the closer like the better. I still really like yeah. bow hunting, but yeah, we went. A whole, I went a whole year last year without putting any meat in the freezer, so the rifle's getting the war. And I bought a new rifle, which I'm really excited about. So. Yeah, this coming year, it's it. it's the rifles coming out at least for spring bear to get some meat in the freezer.
1: Yeah, you're itching to take something down.
0: Yeah, as soon as, soon as, as
1: the, I think it's gonna be a good season.
0: As soon as the snow melts, yeah, we'll get on with it. Well, should we should call that a wrap um, for episode one, or you got a little bit more to?
1: Well, being it being an intro episode, oh, yeah. I was I was gonna maybe pose the question to you. Um, and I've heard this before because I've interviewed you like three or two or three, probably uh, two times, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think your your intro to hunting story is, is kind of interesting and like, yeah, basically what what got you interested in hunting and passionate about it? Because you weren't always right. 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 Geez, I don't know how to make I that know. sound like a good story. <laughs>
0: uh, i don't know uh yeah like i always we grew up in the outdoors grew up in australia in the outdoors like always camping always fishing mm. but the the hunting well the, definitely the firearm culture in australia is very different like i never knew anybody that had guns um that would have been like totally taboo i definitely didn't know anybody that had guns definitely didn't know anybody that hunted um till I was probably like early teens. No, maybe not even. And then like a little bit of exposure to guns and stuff like that. And still it was like so small and so taboo, like. Yeah. It's uh, not a
1: common thing. Just not a common thing.
0: Not a, but like there's a thriving hunting community in Australia that. Right. People just aren't aware of. Yeah. Like it was. I didn't even know we had deer in Australia until I was like probably 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just was wow. so like
1: not talked about. Not it was like, I don't know. It was just a really strange thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, well, yeah, that, that is probably a little bit contrasted by North America. It's like, even if you don't grow up knowing anyone who hunts, you're definitely aware of it. Oh, you know that people hunt my- and like, you know a hunter yeah. and
0: you know at least five people that have firearms in their house. Yeah, Um, totally. Which is just like, yeah. I remember telling my parents, uh, that I wanted, that I was going to apply for a firearm license and they were like, and I knew in the back of my mind, but I hadn't even, I hadn't even admitted it to myself yet that I wanted to try that I wanted to go hunting. I hadn't even convinced, I hadn't even told myself yet. Yeah. So me and my best mate back home, we were, uh, in this together we were talking back and forth like hey we should get our firearm licenses um and we hadn't even had, and we're like yeah we'll you know just 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 get them and like but we didn't even tell each other that we wanted to go hunting but we totally did we totally mm-hmm. did yeah um so we got these firearm licenses got our hands on some guns uh which isn't easy to do in australia but we did and like legally obviously we didn't yeah. <laughs> get black market guns.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's just, there's a process to it opposed to here in Canada where you can go buy a gun and that's the end of it. Um, and then, we, all right, that was it. We went to go, let's go hunting and uh, we were searching sort of high and low for someone to teach us. My mate, his father-in-law was a long-time hunter so he was kind of set. He had a role model and a mentor right there whereas I... Didn't really, I had like some people, I like found out that some of my dad's friends had guns and I, that automatically mm-hmm. in my mind, it made me assume they were hunters. Um, it's a strange terminology in Australia, they call it shooters or like shooting. Like yeah, that's interesting. You wanna go, uh,
1: like you're out shooting. Like, that shooting is equivalent to hunting. Shooter and shooting is equivalent to hunter and hunting. I guess so. I get, but it like it makes no sense. And like a skilled hunter in Australia, I assume
0: would. Well, my mate who like we got, I got into this with. Um, he certainly doesn't regard it the shooting. He's like, if this goes really, really well, I'm gonna make one shot. I'm right. not out here shooting. It's not it's not shooting plural. <laughs> yeah, I'm like if this goes like, you know, best yeah. case scenario,
1: I'm yeah. taking
0: one shot. At worst, I'm taking
1: two. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So like, he's not shooting. Yeah. He's out there doing an entirely
1: different activity. Yeah. Anyway, that so- terminology does sound cool though. Like it it, it sounds cool in my mind, uh, minus the like like public enemy sort of perception that it would have in North America. <laughs> And like terrorist kind of terroristy vibe. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like it just really doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm I'm not out here shooting. I'm yes I'm carrying a
0: a rifle that shoots, but I'm yeah. The activity I'm engaged in is completely different. I'm like looking for that. Maybe
1: it sounds a little bit more flippant than the the intent of going out (laughs) and making one shot to kill one animal. Yeah, that's the other thing. Okay, so then like you do, and then like.
0: Like shooting to cull animals is a like hunting, or sh- it's shooting in this sense, I guess, to cull yep. animals is, uh, yeah, pretty prominent in Australia. Like to go out and like clean up pest species or, uh, you know, on private property, things like that. Anyway, you so you say
1: that's commonplace?
0: Yeah, that happens a lot. Okay. So, and that's sort Just, of where we landed. Yeah. That's sort of where we fell. We wanted to hunt deer, we wanted to stalk deer, we wanted to. Learn the art of hunting. We sort of landed in the. We're going to learn the art of drinking, and then killing a bunch of stuff (laughs) later. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not going to lie, it was fun. We had a lot of fun, Um, like, you know, pit lamping rabbits and pit lamping foxes and yeah, on private on private ranches yeah yeah tons of fun but it didn't hit like that chord for what i was actually searching for right um so we sort of like started to break off on our own and I remember getting funny looks like what are you guys doing like my dad was even saying like you want to be like one of those weird guys that like walks around in the rain and i was like yeah i think that's what i want to do <laughs> those are weird guys <laughs> walks around in the rain yeah <laughs> right. um that's funny so yeah, I don't know. I just sort of we had it. We knew where we wanted to be, and we just kept working for it. And then moving to BC, um, where it's essentially the land of milk and honey for the hunting that I wanted to do. That mm-hmm. just the everything just skyrocketed. The opportunity, the terrain, the the, the wildlife diversity. Yeah, it's all here.
1: The rest was history.
0: The rest was history. And then I guess uh, once I, I don't know, well, once I got established um, and like looking back and recognizing sort of the absence in what I needed for mentorship, I guess, for what I really wanted to do, I've sort of thrown myself back into that. And there's definitely better hunters out there. There's definitely better everything but um anything i do have any knowledge i do have that i've learned through mistakes i try and put back through mentorship with new hunters yeah. or anybody getting involved so
1: yeah i think that's really cool that you do that yeah i, like I, I get your... a lot
0: of that like really reinvigorates me too um yeah just to feed off the motivation of new hunters awesome yeah it's like a new
1: fresh excitement there yeah it's great it's really good just gets yeah. you pumped up yeah i feel like that's it's perfect that you ended up in bc too like like you're saying unlimited potential and then you're just like a really motivated person where if you're like passionate about something you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get out and get after it yeah it couldn't have really worked out any better yeah and
0: then bumped that's into awesome. you and yeah now look I'm starting a
1: podcast there we go yeah.
0: <laughs> we've made it we're starting a podcast <laughs>
1: that's that's the <laughs> that's the moment oh geez yeah we'll see if this ever sees the light of day but no it will i'm feeling good about this
0: i'm feeling good about yeah this. i oh. feel pretty good too well let's before we wrap up we've got to do <laughs> yeah. um you're not from bc no nope. so let's do a should i get my background in? yeah that's something let's do a quick quick nick the story of nick sure
1: um i'll keep it short yeah, like I didn't, um, I didn't
0: do the full story. Chris, I just did Chris yeah. Hunter. So you
1: do whatever. you. you, you so know, I just was do born your, bring in up 1995. <laughs> Tell them about the um, Airsoft. <laughs> oh, Airsoft. So my first passion, my first, that was my second passion. My first passion was Lego when I was probably <laughs> age five to <laughs> five to like 14 probably was my, my first big passion. And then it was Airsoft after that. And we're and gonna have
0: uh, a <laughs> photograph. Nick and I don't the, know if we can... Nick and the squad is gonna be yeah. the um,
1: the icon for this episode when it makes when it gets onto okay, Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be so. No one's gonna understand it until the very end of the podcast. That's the best thing about it. They're just gonna <laughs> okay. be like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> then it finally makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was really into airsoft, and I would. It started with just, like, wanting to get an airsoft gun and, like, I don't know. I don't, like, what else is there to do? I grew up in Manitoba, which is... I I hope I don't offend anyone. In some regards, it's kind of a boring place. It's really flat. Um, I grew up on a farm. I don't know. There's There's not much going in the way of outdoor activities besides maybe going to the lake in Manitoba or sledding or snowmobiling when there's snow on the ground. Um, But so uh, me and my friends in high school would get together and shoot each other, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which really concerned my grandparents. I I also grew up um, in a a Mennonite community, which is uh, traditionally very pacifist. Um, So the whole aspect of owning guns uh real guns and fake guns really concerned my grandparents and probably still does to this day but they still love me um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically i just got really into airsoft and sp- spent a lot of money on on trying to replicate like these special forces gear loadouts and <laughs> i think i looked pretty legit i don't yeah, know you what looked do you think legit you right? saw the picture Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Decked my... out camo head to toe had a few i don't know i'd like spray paint these rifles so they were like camouflage too and i basically like recreated a, a navy seal kit what they would wear i was pretty proud of it had the whole helmet uh radio headset rifle whatever the only problem was i was the probably the most hardcore of the group and no one else was like Bought in enough to actually buy a radio, so I was the only one with a radio. <laughs> so it like it, it was completely pointless because I couldn't talk to anyone. It was cool. The headset covered my ears, so I didn't get shot in the ears, which was nice. But yeah, and then and then after that, my third my third main passion of my life, um, hobby wise, um, became filmmaking and photography. That was sort of realized kind of coming to the end of high school, and. Um, yeah, going into post-secondary, I I did a program on Vancouver Island, uh, which kind of gave me my first taste of British Columbia and the amazingness that this province is. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I I had one one leader of my program that was also a photographer and and filmmaker and in the, the outdoor realm. And he's yeah, he's still doing that and like killing it at that, and that's been he's been a big slack line motivator. Yeah, yeah, my buddy Levi, Levi, Levi Allen, that's right, Left Coast, visuals. Go, go look him up. He does really incredible adventure films.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Um, so that was I think that was a big influence of of how I got into filmmaking, and the the sort of area that I'm currently in, like the niche of of outdoor adventure filmmaking. Um yeah, and then, so after that that program that I did on the island, I moved back to manitoba well actually i did a i went to school in Saskatchewan for a couple of years and then back in Manitoba, and I was just living there for like half a year after being after graduating and then really feeling a uh, a hole in my life that uh like I don't know, feeling the lack of adventure in my life and just kind of decided to make the move out to to bc to live amongst the mountains the land of milk and honey as you
0: called it yeah buddy it is and it really is like this place is amazing if you haven't been to bc i recommend you go if you're yeah, already in bc make the, I recommend make you the trip
1: make the trip post covid yeah you won't regret it yeah post COVID. if you like hiking
0: yeah <laughs> um, um geez. And I, always, yeah. I ask you all the time, Nick, but like, you're younger than me. How old are you? 24.
1: 24, right. right. I'm 30. Be 25 soon. I have to think about that every yeah. time. I think I'm, it's kind of weird. I've been doing a really weird thing. Like, I guess May is next month. That's my birthday month. For like, basically for the whole beginning of 2020, I've been preparing myself for being 25, For <laughs> <laughs> i been like... I'm basically 25 and like sometimes like I'll think like oh how old am I and my the first thought that will jump into my mind is 25 and it's like no wait I'm still 24 but I'm like mentally preparing myself because I know that I'm not ready to (laughs) turn that age but I'm mentally preparing myself for it.
0: I often like still revert back to thinking like I'm 23 for a long time I thought I was 23. (laughs) <laughs> like I never told people I was twenty three, but like I, when I thought like yeah. just in the scheme of things, I'm like, yeah, I'm twenty three. Like
1: you as a person are twenty three, yeah. yeah. And then I think that's I was I've I was been 26. thinking about this. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think twenty three is the ideal age, at least like where I am in my life. Like I probably said, something I'm a very single. single I, I'm a single guy, not very established in his career or anything. <laughs> I would prefer to stay twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> like that that suits where i'm at in my life um but i i my age keeps moving forward so i gotta play catch up a little bit here i think i'm kind of digging the 30 <laughs> yeah it's not offending think, me like i'm I like i think i i think you're rocking it honestly yeah i'm cool with it um you I, got two kids now yeah
0: i got two kids like the late the newest one's only three weeks old today literally today um yeah. wow so i was thinking about it to, uh yesterday I was talking to Edith, my daughter. She's two and a half, and I was trying to get her to convince her mum, my wife, that for her sixteenth birthday we could do something like stupid good, like yeah, something really cool, like full family, like crazy, like one month fly in hunt somewhere. I don't know something something fun, Whoa. right? Something big. Just like automatically thinking that her sixteenth would be like the next big milestone. But yeah. I'm going to
1: be 40 in 10 years. So like, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Just keep up the fitness, man. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're still in. able. Yeah. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> this beer. <in>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, so I don't know, but I, I'm like, I'm cool with 30. I'm. Yeah. I don't think I. Yeah, I think you're killing it. At fitness 30, or anything honestly. like that.
1: Yeah. I hope I'm where you're at at thirty. I you're an hope you're well. For my sake, because we're
0: going down a path together, I hope that you're beyond where yeah. I'm at at thirty. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because if you we're, if you turn thirty and you're a imat, then our plan didn't
1: work. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I turn thirty and I'm an electrician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i not become an electrician
1: that'd be a, that'd be an accomplishment for me i don't know finishing a an electrician program yeah, you can it'd, be a, it'd be a major pivot for sure and, and you it would come be... be an
0: apprentice electrician with me if you want
1: yeah i don't know i i can just start sure. is that how it works yeah like, okay i'm not like a yelly
0: electrician either like those yeah. guys that yell at their apprentices i'm not one of those oh uh,
1: okay that's good yeah
0: I did hit a guy once with a screwdriver. (laughs) Oh, he probably deserved it. Yeah, I mean, like, I certainly felt he did at the time. In hindsight, Mm -hmm. he definitely didn't. Okay. So maybe, like, the yelling's not that bad. Yeah. If you're not going to get struck.
1: Emotional abuse versus physical abuse. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's (laughs) enough about me and (laughs) my sex life. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right, we'll just. All right, will just run into an hour on my recorder, so yeah, I think for me too. episode I, one, let's not bore them to death.
1: Let's yeah, up. I think we covered our bases pretty good, good introduction episode. I think we maybe lost our way in the middle, but I think that's going to be the there, gist of so. it. I think if people are here and expecting yeah.
0: anything else, like maybe this podcast isn't going to be for you.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a meandering path, and that's the nature of what we do. We're not... We're not hunting on the trail. We're we're blazing our own trail here. So Oh
0: my god.
1: You like that? You like that? <laughs>
0: Mic drop.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so we'll leave it there, I guess. Yeah, man. That if was you made cool. it this far, thank you so much for, for listening to all that. Yeah, we really appreciate <laughs> you sitting through it with us. And I hope I hope we do this a lot more. I I've quite enjoyed this. Yeah. Um should be good, and we'll hopefully get get more of the other guys on in the future. That, and, that's going to be key. Yeah, and just do more storytelling. That's that's the goal here, I think. And so, work out a name. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we come up with a name. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. For now, it's the Chris and Nick Show.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad name. Yeah. Kind of the vain. Chris and
1: Nick Hunting Show. Yeah, a little bit it's okay I mean maybe we're we are a little bit vain though we're making we're making movies about ourselves so no you're making movies about it about ourselves (laughs) right (laughs) gotta be a little a little vain in this industry I guess so yeah a little bit that's showbiz baby that's showbiz baby
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh geez all right well let's shut it down we'll leave it there (laughs) yeah all right good stuff